When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to The Fine Cock, episode 40, season 12. Um, we're here, boys. We are. We're joined by Filoni's Filth and Spooky. Great. Hello. You all right, boys? Yeah, I'm good. I just want to... Three-point weekend, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, we won a game, didn't we? I just want to ask you a question. Uh, what's worse, um, your mate describing the goal they scored at Power League on Wednesday night or anything that comes out of Conte's mouth? Speaking it's score draw. Oh, to be fair. I mean, Conte. Go, 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 go. We've been way too polite here. Um, <laughs> we, we, with the power league thing, like your mates can exaggerate, you know, and you kind of it comes from a good place, and and you you like to see your mate enjoy a bit of glory, so you kind of take it on the chin and you just let him. Wax lyrical yeah, about you're sitting, that. He's you're sitting in a pub, Spook. You're sitting in a pub and you listen to him talk about how he took the ball on, he turned his defender and he put it in the bottom corner and you're like, I don't care. We've all scored good goals at Power League. That's not fucking rambling. This is it. This is it. Because it'd be your turn at some point and they'll have to listen to you. We, we, with Conte, it's the lack of creativity, the way he delivers the same mundane... I mean, he makes you hate something about Tottenham, whether it's him... Or the club, he, like really basic things that should be celebrated, are turned into this kind of wake, you know. And it's it's he's not he's not an inspirational manager at all. He just hasn't got that ability to say something positive. I think he's so lost in realism, he doesn't know how to do a bit of PR, get the supporters on his side, and like every, no matter the result, everything that he says post game is it just pulls you into this abyss. And you kind of sink deeper and deeper into it. We are, and you shouldn't. We are you shouldn't gonna, have to listen to that. I know, I know. We are going to talk about Conte through the show. We will. Um, before that, we got a uh, tweet uh, in reply for uh, of questions for for the podcast from a username I can't pronounce, which makes me suggest, think that it might be a bot, but it might not. So this is what we received um, after a request for questions. And it says, we're fighting for third. Conte has begged for patience and said he wants to emulate Klopp at Liverpool. But you, that's in capitals, you have pushed him out the door. Next year, we'll be battling for the top 10. It'll be be the fault of people like you, not Daniel Levy. Such a shame. You're killing the club. So for the first time in, you know, recording the Fighting Cop podcast for 12 years that we've been accused of killing the football club. What what is like? Let's imagine it's not a bot, and it is just some bloke who's really angry with us because we're pushing Conte out the door. See what what do you make of that statement? We we live in a simulation. It's almost like um, every, 
people's opinions become all they are, you know, um, either Conte in or Conte out. And, um, you know, we're not, you know, we're saying all these things is like we've, like we've been Conte out from day one. And I think the consensus is just given to the end of the season. Well, maybe, maybe not John, um, but you know, to give it to the end of the season and just see how things play out. I mean, I don't think any, I don't think any fans kill the club. I think um, Conte made a rod for his own back. Um, Seb Stafford Bloor, I shared um, a thread in the group that he posted earlier on, and he kind of nailed it for me. In that um, Conte keeps calling finishing in the top four a miracle, Spurs winning the trophy a miracle, Spurs reaching the cup final a miracle. Um, we've reached the top four in five of the last seven seasons. Anyone, the only boss that didn't get top four was Mourinho. But all the other seasons we finished top four, so it's not a miracle. It's not winning a trophy, finishing in, in the top four. Um, us beating Milan, we we have the squad to beat Milan. You know they're not. I mean they had a very bad January. They're kind of bumbling back into form, but they're beat. There are they are a beatable side. You know it's not about the seven Champions Leagues. Milan as they are today, and us as we are today, we can beat them. And he's saying, oh, you know, look at the history of Milan. How can you compare us to them? Look how far ahead they are. I'm like. Mate, just shut the fuck up. Do some PR. You know, I mean, what what am I supposed to do with that information? We've lost to Milan over two legs. Oh, well, you know, they've, they've won seven Champions Leagues. You know, Gianni, Rivera, Ruud Hollett, Van Basten, Shevchenko. They've got these, they've got these legends. Um, it's okay we've lost to them. Um, and he's talking about, oh, top four, that winning a trophy. We could finish third if we get our act together. And he's saying finishing fourth is like winning a trophy. I mean, what is that? You yeah. know what the fuck? It's just, it's just bullshit. Mm. Agreed. We, we're going we're gonna to be talking about Conte very shortly. But before we do that, we have to sort of thank uh, NordVPN for sponsoring the show once again. NordVPN protects your computer from viruses and hacking no matter how depraved the websites you're browsing are. Um, more, more impressive than that is the fact that you can buy subscriptions to things like Netflix, YouTube Premium, you can get yourself hundreds of pounds back if you use NordVPN previously. We've had um, some people saying like, well, I don't know how to use it. It's really difficult. And I get it. It's not normal. But what happens is when you install NordVPN, you get a little box, a little window on your desktop, uh, which looks like a uh, map of the world. And on, on, those, uh, on that map is dots from all the different countries on, that, on, the, on the map. You click, you click on one and then you use the inset like you would normally if you were buying something like a hotel or Netflix or YouTube premium and you pay the price that the people in that country will pay. So if you're in Venezuela and you want to buy YouTube premium, then you pay 99p compared to, what is it, like 10 quid in the UK? So that's how you use it. It's pretty simple. Um, at some point in the near future, everybody will have a VPN installed in their on their machines. So you're mad not to have one. And you literally, well, I, I literally use NordVPN every day. How do you use NordVPN, T? Um, mainly for torrents. I know torrents is something that's kind of from 2005. Yeah, what the fuck? He's but, still doing something. But because um, these streaming <laughs> sites... No, these streaming sites keep moving. <laughs> He's still downloading these fucking sites. Pamela Anderson and Tommy videos. <laughs> e dot exe but um <laughs> fingers away a lot of these streaming services keep removing content um death row's entire discography got removed from spotify for example it's back on now yep so what i rely on spotify and i've got to like rely on them so when they when they lose content what am i supposed to do you know so yeah i gotta go old school sometimes so it's useful for that um also useful for streaming but in in the main i'm using it to um to for torrents and porn <laughs> yeah um i get there's, there's, you know you got some good get some good porno toys you go you go on bang boss and um brazzers and um see the latest one not look at that episode put her name in Bosh, bob's your uncle there you go loads of loads of people seeding and leeching off it yeah do you like porn yeah just yeah. get lord vpn then we all like porn. yeah angela angela white look her up she's great she is great uh try it risk fee for 30 day money back guarantee nordvpn.com forward slash the fighting cock uh you'll be helping out the podcast and helping out yourself uh just quickly there, there is the birthday of nordvpn so we've got a special offer on if you buy two years worth of nordvpn you get a 63 percent discount 
but they also give you a gift once subscribing after uh, you know, the two year subscription they give you a gift and that gift is anywhere between three months and a year extra subscription and you get an email into your account telling you exactly what you've won once you've subscribed so do it right now nordvpn.com forward slash fighting cock if you use it properly you can save yourself so much more money than it costs you costs about cost of a, a london pint a month anyway uh Nottingham forest um spook do we give fraser forster a new contract we do, don't we? Mm. Oh, come on. He's deserved as what? As what? As number, number two. Just to Listen, exist in the I football. I don't mind the guy. I, I, said, I said at the game on, on, on Saturday, after, after the game, I said that you don't, you forget that you've got a goalkeeper between the sticks. You, you know there's someone there defending the goal, right? But when you've got Hugo on the pitch, you're always, part of your brain never switches off to what, what's Hugo doing? What's he going to do next? Is he going to rush out? Is he going is, is to kick the ball to the opposition? What madness is he going to produce? Whereas Forster, you know, okay, he doesn't get down to, to low shots because he's a big man. He's a, bit, he's a bit heavy. He's a bit slow. He's a bit older. But he's so reliable in, in, in every other way. And he doesn't do anything fucking stupid. He does the basics right. And it's quite sad to have to say that when you've got Hugo Lloris, who's been, you know, club captain for 10 years and has been a great servant at the club. Um but I would like us to bring in a, a new number one and to have a, a proper understudy uh, as a number two. What, so um, are you telling me, Spook, that Fraser Forster hasn't mm. done enough to get another con- another year's contract to Spurs? Isn't that isn't that where we go wrong at Tottenham? Like no. we get a little bit sentimental really quickly. We've we've he's the best understudy keeper that we've had, and probably the first time I've been confident in him replacing Hugo. Every other goalkeeper we've had that's replaced Hugo has more or less been not great. So I kind of see where you're going with it. Maybe keep him on for another year just as a third choice, maybe, or just to maybe help the understudy. Third choice? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought his performance against Forrest... It was and, good. Uh, it was good. It was a good performance against Nottingham Forest. It was a good he's performance. He's a Forrester, big man. Was he got big hands like a frying pan? <laughs> <laughs> that's his legacy. T. I mean, ain't his legacy. Um, his legacy is a top, like, it's like defending or saving a headed goal towards the top corner yeah. from Serge Aurier. That was a great save, and he saved the penalty. New contract right now. Give him one. <laughs> Sign the thing. How much did you pay? How long is this contract now? Thirty. I don't know. It's up the end of the season. Is it energy renewal? That, 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 that's fair. Um, he's the best backup keeper we've had in a long time. We don't realise it. I think I said to Spooky or someone else on Saturday that um, Hugo Lloris has got like main character energy. And, you know, it's like, um, no one's seen me. I've got to do something wacky so people notice me. So we'll just boot the ball out of players, something stupid like that. Hugo Lloris has been an amazing seven for Tottenham. And if and when he leaves, retires, he'll retire as one of the best keepers we've had. But we do need to be looking at a succession plan at this stage. And I think Fraser Forster deserves another year. He's a um, very capable keeper. And he had a very good game on Saturday. And um, I didn't realise his penalty record was that good as well. That was a pleasant surprise. Well, he's a, he's I think a he's... fucking giant. He's a yeah, giant, there is he? that. He's 6'7", isn't he? Yeah. Big hands. Big man. Hands like a frying pan. Uh, <laughs> I, I, can you think of a, a, a backup keeper that's as steady as him that we've had? If I, if I go back to Ian Walker days, you think in Espen Barton, maybe he came in and did well. Uh, Brad Friedel under Lorenz. Barry Danes. I don't even know what you just said. Bobby Mins. It's just a bit of comedy. It's a bit, it's a bit of comedy. Yeah, well, well, Friedel was all right. If, no, hold right, on, right. hold on. Let's bring back T. Well, if it's a bit of comedy, then everyone has to get the yeah. joke. Yeah, it's one, it's one for the, it's one for the um, teenagers. There's, there's one person out there. Explain you know, it. It's like one person out there gets it. One person out there gets it, and that's enough for me. <laughs> Someone's going to be in my mentions tomorrow. I said, "Oh, T, I got it." Even though, <laughs> even though everyone else ignored you, I got it, and I get that all the time. It's niche. Fair he was enough. our keeper in the 1970s. Fair enough. Backup keeper in the 70s. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Spook. Uh, Skip was quality mm. once again. He, yes. uh, if we qualify for the Champions League, he will be a huge part of that reason because we lost Ben Sankor. Mm. And, and, and the moment that Bentancourt got that injury, and, and we didn't know at the time when we was watching the game against, who was it? Leicester. Leicester. 
Um, yeah. We didn't we, we didn't realise that the severity of his injury, it transpired that he'd done his ACL. He's probably not going to start the beginning of next season, but Skip has just... And, and bear in mind, the first part of this, uh, of Skip's return, we weren't enamoured with him. It was like, oh, he's miles off. He needs, he needs months of, you know, sort of first-team football to get back to where he was when Conte loved him last year. But now, he's consistently in amongst the best players on the pitch for both teams. Mm. It's just reliable, de- dependable, doesn't fuck about, you know, he, get, he just moves the ball really well. He's aware of who's around him. I can't remember who he was at Beavertown. And I, I, genuinely, my memory is dog shit. And I don't know if it was after the Forest game or, or during the, the Milan game, but someone said the best thing that happened to Tottenham this season is Bentoncourt getting injured. Obviously, it's not... Hold on, hold on. It's not the best. That was Dan Lowe, by the way. Well, what oh, was he, Dan Lowe that said it? Well, what, yeah. what was his context? So just, the just context was Skip was. It, it's kind of allowed. I think with Benton Coy, he's easily the most. He's the best midfielder we've got. Right, he's pure silk. He's he's got all the qualities and traits that you want from a, a top level midfielder. But there's no balance with the person playing alongside him, and the way that we hold on to the ball and release the ball. Perhaps we invite more pressure and we get overrun in the midfield. Whereas I think with Skip in there, he just gives us a bit of something different to, to the way that our midfield is 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 kind of uh, the way it comes up against other midfield midfields at the minute. We're not getting swallowed up by bodies. Um, I kind of agree and disagree. I mean, obviously, if you had Benton Corn Skip in the middle of, of the pitch. Why would that not work? You know, and give us a bit of a bit of the workmanlike uh, football, and and Benton Core giving us a bit more of that kind of visionary stuff that that you can do. Um, but the point, I guess, that I took away from it was as we as you do with football, a lot of the time injuries allow other players to come into the fore. And, and with Conte, he's not someone who just decides to bring in players. Most of the time, he's got to have a he's got he's forced into doing it. it that's how it feels anyway. And with Skip. Showed a bit of rust, and now he's just just he's found his groove, and he's just showing how much, you know, how much we've kind of missed him, and how much he 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 can give us. How we shape up next season, excuse me, when we've got like Basuma back, and we've got Bentoncourt back, and we've got all these other players who are very sort of similar in in, in their style. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a good headache to have, but every midfield, I don't think. I think dimensional wise, it, it, we don't have that big of a difference. Like it's either Benton Core in the middle, or it all looks the same, and it looks like very little if you haven't got Skip in there. If any of that ramble made sense, yeah, then, no, uh, no, it did. And, and uh, like the the only difference we'd we, we'd have in midfield in terms of quality would be a centre attacking midfielder like Madison, where he offers something. But we very... don't, yeah, we we don't have that at the minute, do we? We but... don't have like this kind of. Proper progressive attacking minded player. Benson Core can do that, you know, and he, he kind of pushes forward, but it's not, it's still. It's not his game, still is it? Not, yeah, it's it definitely not his game. And same but Skip, not... by virtue of, sorry, but Skip, by virtue of the way that he's, he's always, he always seems to be looking to do something, the way that he moves about, the way that he turns around, gets the ball, plays it forward, plays it wide, runs into space. He just gives the midfield a little bit more energy. So we're not dwelling on the ball. We're not losing possession in the middle. And we're not getting drowned out. Um, Dan Lowe kind of had a, a perverse point with the Bentoncourt inj- injury. But I kind of I get that Ooh. we're now seeing the best of Skip. Whereas we wouldn't that, have... That's almost Bentancourt, like a statement so. that says that Benton, uh, Skip is better than Bentoncourt and Benz, uh, Skip for this system. <laughs> it's not... Maybe not... That wasn't a, what I... Well, that wasn't what I gleaned from it. What I gleaned from it is someone like Benton Core will just do everything. So things get left to him. It's mm. a bit like you know, we've, we've all worked in an office and there's someone in our team is just like a fucking hero. You leave it to them, they just get it done. And with Benton Core, if we need to cover the defenders, he does that. If we need someone extra up top, he does that. But maybe there's better synergy in a partnership of Skip and Hoybier than with Benton Core there. Mm. I don't agree with what Dan Lowe said. That's what I gleaned from what he said. Sometimes. They're lesser, lesser than some of their parts. Over the fact that saying is mm. might, might 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 be a seat, might be a, you know a little bit of that in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, what my, what I gleaned from that is that you hate Dan Lowe. See, 
we've got we've got to get him back on so I can cast him out. <laughs> I, I can't figure out who got fingered in Fiorentina. Is it you or Dan Lowe? I'm not sure. Uh, Let him retell the story. He's got two classic stories. One is that, and the other one is when he went to um, somewhere in Southern Africa, <laughs> and they kept calling him this name. I didn't realise it was um, <laughs> wasn't complimentary until the end. <laughs> All right, we'll get because Dan it was Zungu. <laughs> if you set that up, we'll get Dan Lowe back on 100. Um, we've got a question here from Political Johnny. It says, is Skip so good that we don't really men- mention Ben Tancor, although he's not forgotten his quality? I mean, the the fact that he's come into the team and we lost Bentancourt and it's like we haven't lost Bentancourt and and Skip doesn't have necessarily the, the, what would you call it? The The qualities. The quality, maybe it's not even quality though because Skip is quality. It's like... Well, qualities, not not, not quality as in ability, but like... Stuff that flair. Bentancourt can do, maybe Skip yeah, do he doesn't have the flair that Ben Tancourt does, mm. and, and he will get more plaudits. But Skip is a fucking good player, and we're lucky to have him. Actually, we need a, uh, a song for Skip. I don't, I don't think there's one out there. So, in, in the same way that we created a song back in the day for Ben Wyasuakoto, and um, there are there are other songs that we've, you know, contributed to. So if you've got a song for Skip, email us at editor at thefightingcock.co.uk. The funnier they are, the better. And we'll sing them. And, uh, right. and it can't be to Seven Nation Army or anything bollocks like that. It's got to be something like, you know, original. Think of um, a new song. some old school indie songs. Just a new song. An original composition. Yes. Yeah. Send them in. Uh, editor at thefightingcock.co.uk. We're all ears. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, Richarlison, uh, Richarlison's performance he was given man of the match by Spurs fans um, first half was magnificent second half not as good but that's fine what, 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 where are you at currently with uh, Richarlison's boot? look I, I really like the guy I, obviously he's a bit of a paradox he's Brazilian and, he, and his first touch is horrific at times he goes down really easily as well and, and I kind of get that that's maybe part of his game but he does seem to fall over a lot. Um, and yet, he's not a terrible footballer. I mean, he's had terrible moments at Tottenham. But And I know he's played a few games. If you look at statistically appearances, he's into the 20s. But he's not really played a part. He's not really been given five, ten games in the team and played in his best position. Uh, and and all credit to Conte for starting him and credit to, to Richarlison for for being so fucking confident, because I think that's probably the reason, that's one of was the you, traits I really love about him. He's, was you surprised he started? I was. I, I don't think I was. I, I think I was happy. I, I think I think my my emotional reaction to it was, there you go. Okay. Like, he's, he's kind of called out Conte. Conte's kind of been quite diplomatic that, in his response. Are you surprised then that Conte gave him the opportunity? I think Conte's kind of, I think he has no choice. As much as much as much as we believe that he doesn't give a shit about what we think, which is arguably correct, I think in this instance he probably just said, "With it, here you go. Here's an opportunity. Show me what you what you've got." And he scored a fairly legitimate I goal. Mean, the goal was super. What, what a finish! Man, what a finish! An amazing finish! Yeah, and, we, and, and, and it, it, I mean, when you look at it back, he he wasn't offside, or if he was, it was a toenail again. And we're not yeah. going to go into VAR because it's fucking boring because it's never going yeah. away. And it's just it's, this is what football is right now. But it was just such a shame, didn't you think, that he scored that wonderful goal five minutes into the game when, you know, there was all this narrative around him not, you know, not being happy. And it was just, it was great. It was fucking great. And then it was denied by some fucking bullshit dickhead in, what's it called, Stanley Park? Rockley Park. Fucking nuked that place. Like if you're a new kit, it doesn't exist. You're wasting too much time on Kiev. Nuke fucking Stanley Park. <laughs> yeah, let, we let Putin have that. Yeah, why aren't you interested <laughs> in that? that part of England. Why aren't you interested in that, <laughs> dickhead? Um, <laughs> I mean, 
I thought Richarlison played very well. He's got a lot of enthusiasm. I was surprised to see him start. Pleasantly surprised. And um, I think Flav and I spoke about this before, that um, Emerson Royale has got this mental strength that he just can't help but admire. Um, mm. I mean, Richarlison's not been a target of the boo boys at Tottenham, so he hasn't, got, he hasn't had to go through that. But he's had to go through 27 games without a goal. Probably got the numbers wrong there. Um, for, in, in the league for Tottenham. So, um, and he still took that shot on. I mean, he could have um, taken another touch and maybe committed the keeper and slipped it under him. But he had the confidence to just twat it from there. And it was a lovely goal. I mean, disallowed. Great goal. I love his energy. But, you know, as Spooky alluded to just now, his second touch is a tackle. But, you know, we're happy to watch him run about a bit, you know? Yeah, indeed. Uh, we've got a question from Lee Bennett. It says, was Saturday a bigger result uh, than Spurs were given credit for? Not just for the confidence, but with other results going our way. It was a massive result to win that game. You know, we're currently six points, which is mental. Six points above Liverpool, who are our most closest <coughs> challenges. Challenges mm. at the moment. <coughs> it was a massive win, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean five... Go on, mate. I oh, know, I was um, just going to say five, five wins out of seven, isn't it? You can't say go on and then go... No, look, listen. We're, Spurs, again, are par- again, we're a paradox because, like, like on the one hand, it's it's like end of days. On the other hand, our form in the league hasn't been that bad. And yet, things are in no way perfect, right, in terms of the football and, and, and the things that are being set out at the club by, by players. But yeah, it's a big win because these are the games that we, we, we've slipped up on before. Um, and we just have to take this form into the next next couple of months. Well, I mean, we've got no choice. You know, we've got to start, we've got to win all, all our home games. And then we've got a really tough month where we, we play a few big teams uh, away from home. Um, it's Every game is important, but we're down to one game a week. So this is where Conte is, you know, he's good. Do you know what I mean? Which I'm, is ridiculous. I'm going to ask you about that shortly. But before we get on to it, let's let's move through the rest of the run order. Um, Steve King Spurs one. he says, is Kulu as a left wing back position? I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with Ben Davies. Ben Davies, when we played him as left wing back, given the fact the solidity that he offers oh. and Poro or Emerson Royale on the other side, there's, there's like, it, somehow... You know, when we've we've bought Perisic under Conte's instruction, and we've got Ryan Sessegnon, who's proved through this season to not be good enough for Ben Davies to just go, yeah, all right, I'll step up, I'll do that, I'll do that. We we don't give him enough plaudits. Like, to, 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 I, I, I get where where Steve King's coming from, but the fact is, we don't need to solve that problem because Ben Davies has solved that solved that problem for us, hasn't he? T? He has to a degree, yeah. Um... I think the left wing back position is there for the taking. Um, there's rumours in the press of um, Perisic, Perisic leaving at the end of the season. Sessegnon can't stay fit. Udogi, I don't know if I've not heard as much about him as I did earlier on in the season for Udinese. But it's a position that's there for the taking. And I like Ben Davis. I mean, I've said, and I've been on record as, on here saying that um, he should be a backup. But he's a versatile player. He's been at Tottenham for close to 10 years and he's never complained. He's been in and out of the team when he first joined Tottenham and he's never complained, always turns up, always does a job, always puts in a shift and his rebirth as a left wing back isn't that bad. It's a bit like, it's reminiscent of what Mourinho did when he just have like one attacking full back and one yeah. who sits a bit more and it's, it's kind of reminiscent of that. I mean, I'm sure we all we all address Poro um, in a bit, but I thought Poro was was lovely to watch at the very good game. Let's do it now. Well, he, he, he's exciting, isn't he? He's like fast. Yeah. He yeah. wants to get on the ball. He wants. He's on the front foot. He's like, uh, what the the guy I saw play against Leicester, where I thought this kid is all over the shop, to the one I saw against um, Nottingham Forest was, was it was po- uh, and the same same against AC Milan. That like uh, as soon as he came on, it was like the the things had changed, and he he wants to get on the front foot. He wants to affect the, affect the game, and I, I think he's I think we've got a player there, T. Something I speak about an inordinate amount on this podcast is just mental strength. And he feels like he's got so much self-belief. I feel like the teammates respond to what he does as well. Because even the free kicks, I mean, Kane and Dow are the two main guys. He's just a step aside. I'll do this. And even if set pieces, I mean, Sonny takes all the corners and, and whatnot. But um, 
I like his moxie. I like his mentality. And he, he put in a few good passes as well. When you watch um, the compilations of Poro, he got a good pass in him. And um, that kind of being inside, it's just a shame that, I just wish he was left-footed. Because <laughs> if he had about left-back, I'd feel a lot better about things. But he's See? amazing. See? I loved his performance. He probably should have got man of the match. I love your mum's moxie. <laughs> you cunt. <laughs> Uh, Jack says, uh, who is also Enoch out, he says, do you terminate Perisic's <laughs> contract right now or wait until the summer? Look, We look 100% better without him on the pitch, particularly Son. Son had a good game, didn't he? He was in amongst it. It good. kind of felt like he was better. It was better. Yeah, it sniffed of the, uh, the, the Son of old. He scored the goal, took, it, took his goal very, very well. Uh, Perisic, uh, do you understand that this is something for the extra inch? But what 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 is Perisic's <laughs> impact on on Son's performances? Do do do, do you understand mm. it at all? I don't I don't know what it means, but the South Korea going mental about Perisic. I, I think one of those geeks might have looked into this and and didn't really find anything conclusive. Like they might occupy the same space, but I think it like in my limited capacity in 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 terms of formations and positioning and the rest of it. For me, it's felt like Son has played the season with, with his back to go, that he's been asked to kind of drop into positions and, and kind of receive the ball and then lay it off and run, rather than just attacking channels and just playing on the front foot. Now, I really dumbed that that down, right? And, and obviously, if you really want to get into the, the, the geekiness of it, then listen to the other podcasts. But Son, if you've got a player that plays has particular strengths you play him to those strengths maybe there's a little bit more going on in terms of headspace um Deli Ali didn't react really well to what he was asked to do when Son came into the team right so there might be an element of that maybe Son there is a bit of headspace issue uh but when he's played on the front foot what has he done this season when he's been told to just go out there and just do what he knows best. He's hat-trick against Leicester. He's scored against Preston. You know, he's better performances of when he's it's sort of 10 goals, season than... 10 goals this season and Perisic hasn't been inside. Perisic has started every one of the games that we've lost. Ben Davies has started every one of the games yeah. that we've won. Perisic is a weird one, right? Because you can tell his quality, his delivery of the ball. You know, you, you can see... You can Get see him out of my club! Why... But there is an element of that as well because he hasn't scored for us, right? He, he hasn't cut in and, and kind of swerved the ball into the net and he hasn't done anything dynamic. He's been quite reliable, but not enough to warrant him being a, you know, a constant selection. And he hasn't been a constant selection because he's got fucking old bones. So we're kind of protected him a little bit as well. But yeah, we look a lot more dynamic with Davis in the team. So yeah, at this point, I've got nothing against the guy. He's a brilliant footballer, was a brilliant footballer, but he's definitely not done it for us. And you just, you know, it's just one of those things. It's it's a gamble that hasn't paid off, unfortunately. And maybe that's a consequence of nothing really kind of connecting yeah. this season. Over 300 games he's played for us now and, and, and he yeah. remains super consistent. Might not be good enough, might be... A, a player that we should upgrade, but we haven't, and he he, he readily comes to the fore all the time. Um, let's move on to Conte. Um, oh, I had something there. Go on then. Can't say it. But Flav, I've got a question for you, right? So if we did get rid of um, Persich's contract, right, and someone had some some like fucking Sven Garley said, you know what, we're going to mix WWE with the Premier League. And the first storyline is Persich's contract is gone. How would you produce it? If you was a writer, what would you do? Would you like, I don't know, would it be like addressing him after a game or on the centre of the pitch? How would you do it? No, it would be in, in the, um, it would be in the, the, uh, the dressing room and mm-hmm. Lucas Morrow would go and stab him. <laughs> it's over, it's done. Lucas Morrow's done everything he could. The last thing he does for Tottenham is stab <laughs> And it's like it's like it's like the, um, it's like the screen just goes black. Yeah, there's like no sound, and red fire comes up. <laughs> Lucas Moura, <laughs> the ghost of the ghost of Ajax, the ghost of Amsterdam, stabs to death. 
even I think Spurs play subscription would go through the roof if we did that. Yeah, indeed. Um, we've got Conte. Uh, has anything about the last performance helped you change your position on Conte? Speak. Mate, I've been, I've been pro Conte for for most of the season, right? For most of the time he's been with us. And if you go back to the that that that, that tweet you read out at the right at the beginning of the podcast. You know that it's our fault, and and there's there's an element of the fan base turning on managers really quickly, and that pressures the the chairman to sack him and replace him. And there's this whole narrative around we never stick through the hard times, we never graft through it, we always panic, and that's all fine. And I kind of get the the, the guys whether he's a bot or not. I get his point that we should we should toughen up and just work our way through this and get to the summer. Conte stays, and we 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 have a really good summer transfer window. Blah blah blah. The reality, though, is this is all good as, as theoretics. But our reality is that Conte doesn't do anything to give us any indication that he, as much as he's saying we need to do this, we need to do that, he's constantly detrimental about the football club and the, and the fans and the, and the lack of patience and all these type of things where it's almost like he's downplaying the potential that we have. I don't think we're that far off. We're not that far off from from being in amongst it properly, not the way we are this season, where we we, we kind of question, how are we top four? Um, and, but Conte is very much, we're a million light years away. Oh, you know, Champions League isn't, Spurs haven't got the pedigree, but we've actually got better pedigree than Conte in the fucking competition. We get, th- we get through knockout stages, like, and he, whereas he doesn't win, he doesn't win them. So there's, there's this element of his personality, whether it's just him, and he's like this at every club, that doesn't fuse, it doesn't tether to us. So as much as I want to say, as much as I had a little feeling of, do you know what? It might work out with Conte. Actually, he's all right because he's so emotional on on the touchline. He looks really connected with the players. But then he has the presser and I'm thinking, fucking hell, mate, come on. Is Is there a world where he stays, Spook? That that would be the most ballsy decision Levy has ever made, and and I would actually, as much as I'm really uncomfortable with Conte staying now because I think I'm I'm kind of over it. I don't think it's going to work, um, because of the football and because of him, just the he, the way he talks about us and the yeah, club. Yeah. If he did stay, that would mean he feels like he's going to get the backing from Levy, and that would be something we've never done before. And considering everything else has failed. And this is probably going to fail as well because I think he's gone in the summer. Um, I, I, I would, I would sit back and say, okay, go on then. Because at that point, you you've got to, another you window. Yeah. At is that it... point, show us what you can do now. Don't put the onus back on Tottenham's history. You're here to change that. We're giving you the platform. Fucking change it. Enough of this talking us down. Build us up, and and I'll, 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 I'll tune in for that. I, I would. My issue right now is, is that he, it just seems like he doesn't. Like he 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 thinks he's doing us a favour. You're not doing us a favour by being here. So just if if you want to be a Tottenham manager, like come out and say I want to sign a new contract. I want to be here for three years, and then I I think there will be a sort of shift towards Conte and going okay, fair enough. Maybe they wouldn't, but I, I think in, in, for me it would be that I, I would say you you you're committing yourself to the future of Tottenham. And you think that there is enough at this football club, and Daniel Levy is behaving in a way that um, that that you that, that aligns with your idea of what success might be in the next couple of years. Mm. So then do that, Spook. Right, just quickly, I'll, I'll simplify it, and 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 this is why it makes a mockery of everything. The way we 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 react to to things, we all have really critical points to make, and and I'm not saying they're not valid. But it, all, it comes down to how the football makes you feel in the moment. It's as simple as that. If you go back to the last 12, 11 games of last season and how we felt ch- chasing down Arsenal and getting top four and the football that we played in those moments, if you brought that into this season, people would be fine with it. They'd be like, yeah, it's not, it's not like classic Tottenham, but it's effective Tottenham and it's bullish Tottenham and it's, it's punchy Tottenham. And we're getting wins and people will be up for that. If that football was present today, no one would be moaning. We still have a little bit of, of a moan because Conte will say, oh, we're, we're light years behind and we need to do X, Y and Z. And I think that will drain us a little bit. That will pull us back a little bit. 
But as long as we can find a balance and get that he's a moany git compared to cuddly potch or other alternatives, we'd find a balance and we'd crack on. But because he's not giving enough back and the football's not very good and it feels like we're, we're very underwhelming in our application and, and the potential that we do have, the capacity we do have, I think that's where it breaks and it and it kind of degrades to the point where it might just be better for everybody at this point just to to do to try something else again because that's that's the most consistent thing about Tottenham. So you, do, is, do you wanna, uh, we just reboot all the time, isn't it? Do you want to follow up on that or can I move on? Uh, it's another relationship analogy, I'm afraid. Go on. But, um, Go on. No, relationship so is I, was not looking, what... I was looking at your face and I could see you wanted to say something. <laughs> Go. I changed my mind about 10 times, but I've kind of. Um, it's another relationship analogy that if you're with someone and things are go for a rough patch and your partner wants it to work and you want it to work, yeah. then there's something to build on. But it doesn't feel like Conte wants it to work. It doesn't feel like he's, he's not saying, back me. And yep. I won't let you down. It's it's more a case of um, top forwards a miracle, a trophy is a miracle. Um, top forwards like a trophy. Um, Dan Juma was a club signing. He's not saying anything for us to latch onto. I mean, people talk about Arteta oh, and Sir Alex back in nineteen ninety, but these guys wanted to wanted to stay. They wanted to see. They said stuff that like, fair enough. Arteta's a bit of a dour personality, but he want. He never gave any indication of wanting to walk out. It's just, no, I'm going to try my utmost. That's why the club kept him on. There's nothing from Conte to kind of latch on to. The only yeah. thing to latch on to is his history, which is obviously very good, apart from the Champions League. But there's nothing he says that makes you think, you know what? He, I mean, he says a, he says a die for the club. He kind of said that after having a massive dump on our fans and our history. We don't believe which, it. We don't believe it. Yeah. You know, we don't believe you. You need more people, as a great man once said. And that's what that's what's happening to Conte right now. He's just not believable as wanting to see this. He had this passion early doors with, you know, the Conte cam and celebrating the goals and hugging any cunt who came near him. But now it feels like he's, he feels a bit jaded. And I think as long as PSG haven't won a, don't win a Champions League, which I won't do this season, the job is there for him. And maybe he'll be back in a way which will help him. When you, know, when you, when you said like a great man, a great man once said, were you talking about Pol Pot? <laughs> An equivalent, a man called Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a question here from Elian Collin. He says, "If Conte goes, who's your favourite uh, choices for the manager?" Mike Bassett. Oh, okay, but we've been linked with uh, Pochettino, obviously, De Zerbi, Enrique, Cooper, Company. Um, who who tickles your fancy, Spook? It's really it's such a boring answer, but I'll just go back to Poch, if anything, so that we can find out once and for all whether going back to something of old uh, can rekindle a spark and a fire. Um, just because I think at this point, people have realised that we just want to belong again. We just want to feel something. We want to feel uni- unity. And, you know, it's not just about... I think I think football fans, a lot of football fans, are allowing to, allowing themselves to be defined by this thing where if you're not winning trophies, then, then what do you have? It doesn't mean anything. And like, mate, you're, you're a Spurs supporter. Even when we won trophies, it was one or two, maybe three every decade. In 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 an age of football where it was a lot easier to win because there was no there was no like billionaire owners. And then it, football changed completely, and we were pushed back, and we were genuinely pushed back light years, and we're tra- we're trying to catch up, and now we're in a position where we're we're seeking to do well, and people think we're doing dog shit. It's not that we're doing dog shit; we're just not maximising our capacity and our potential, which is as frustrating as being mediocre, I guess, because it's within reach, and we're just not reaching out for it. So. Yeah. I just, I just want to feel that going to the games, that, that, that there's a bond. And I know this is like, oh, well, that doesn't win you trophies. No, but it fucking makes it ex- a bit more exciting. It makes, it well, makes just, you feel... Just on that speak, sorry, sorry to cut you, but there, there's a question here from Charles yeah. Ross Killey. He says, is, is football all about winning trophies for you? Would you rather win one Premier League with Pochettino as manager, Levy and Enix still running the club and all the players in the current squad, or B... 
win two Premier League trophies with two quarters manager, new owners and totally new squad of players. <laughs> T, do you, want, do you want to win one Premier League trophy or two? <laughs> one one would satisfy me, to be honest. Well, and keep, um, and keep Enoch and all the players. Well, if we've got Pochettino there, I feel a bit better. I mean, um, yeah, it's like... Yeah, it'd be so um, good, wouldn't it? In, so good. Well, look at this, right? We've all, we've all read classics and there's been undeniable poverty in, in the historical world, historical England, you know, like Charles Dickens books and all that shit, right? And now you can be broke and have a 40-inch TV. So the 40-inch TV, thus playing good football, us having a cuddly manager. We may not win anything, but I'd rather us... I'd rather us win fuck all and be at least a little bit excited right now we're winning nothing and we've got a manager who makes fun of us and football that is at times unwatchable and um i would rather potch not come back but of all the options that we have he's probably the best one the only stumbling block for Pochettino's return is um the director of football who might be in jail in a year's time so who knows yeah. <laughs> so Spurs, isn't it? Exactly. The, the best thing that's Never happened changed, to us man. in terms of football, you know, in terms of the the bloke who's at the club who's trying to change things in, in a positive direction in Paratici is and could be a fucking crook. <laughs> it's fucking so Spurs, so Spurs. Anyway, we want to move on to actually before we do this. Actually, uh, no, no, fuck it. We'll, we'll go on to the Kane situation. Um, we, there was a <clears throat> report on ESPN, which was reported by Team Talk, uh, a journalist called Ben Jacobs. He says, I think... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The first thing to say about Harry Kane is that Spurs have always been quite calm about the situation, but the project at the moment is moving in the right direction and that breeds, is not moving in the right direction and that breeds uncertainty. Uh, uncertainty. From Kane's perspective, he wants to stay at Tottenham in an ideal world, but he also wants to win things and play in the Champions League football. So the big thing is at the beginning of the season was about the Tottenham backing up last season and going well in the Champions League. But because Tottenham Hotspur are out of the Champions League and finishing in the top four is now going to be the most very significant thing about Harry Kane's future. This is very pivotal uh, time for Harry Kane because the next decision he makes is going to be the last renewal of his career. As a consequence, if he stays at Tottenham, he has to believe that the club are moving in the right direction. At this moment, I think Kane still feels like things are in his control. And if he can fire Spurs to the top four, then he will become and probably will sign a new deal. So there is still an optimism and calmness at Tottenham about the situation being in their control. Spook, will Harry Kane sign mm. a new deal at Tottenham, do you think? Oh, mate, I, I don't know. Because like it, you go back to the City debacle and he really wanted out. And maybe something has changed between now and then. Maybe, maybe, you know, he's had a thought and he knows he can continue playing for a little while longer. Um, but then there's the whole thing about him going to America and kicking balls for the, the NFL and whatever else he wants to, 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 to do out there. In the immediacy of the present day, how many times is he, is, does he feel that he's held on to see what's going to happen at Tottenham? Like Mourinho, Conte, and he's kind of failing at, at that level. Like, what... what would change his mind to sign sign on again. You know, at this point, does Levy want that signature to be able to sell him? You know, or do we just allow him to go for a free? There's, there's, a, there's a lot of variables in amongst it. And you think of a, about a player that could have gone for 150 million to Man City if we were willing to do business with them. Um, and he could go for nothing. I, I don't know. I don't know how to read Kane. And that, and that maybe, maybe because deep down there's a little bit of mistrust. 
Um, actually, that's a bit harsh because, you know, the player might just want to win something at a canter, which you could probably do at City. You most definitely will be taking a risk at Man United. And maybe there's a bit of a psychological barrier in his head. Like, he's he knows at Tottenham, he's always going to be the number one goal scorer and he will lead the team and he will drop deep and he will influence and pass and spray the ball about. You know, he will always hit that 20-goal mark, probably. He goes to Man United, that changes a little bit. He's no longer, even though he's, he's still probably one of the best players in the league, he isn't the the player at Man United. He has to play a squad part. Is he willing to kind of play a lesser part and just pick up a couple of trophies? Um, I've got, got nowhere near answering your question. Um, so... <laughs> That tells you that I, I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, he stays. Of course he stays. But there's no logic to that. There's no pragmatism from his perspective. From his perspective, does he care more about breaking the record at Tottenham? Or does he care more about adding trophies and winner's medals to his collection of shirts and all the other personal achievements that he, that he has and he's, he, all these collectibles? You know, he's never going to get another chance again, is he? He's, it's probably something that's keeping him awake at night. It's a good problem to have. Should I stay at Tottenham and score goals? Should I go to Man City and win the league title? Um, or Man United. Or, 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 or Man United, which would be sickening, to be fair. But <laughs> United don't like us and we don't like dealing with them. So he would have to really leave on a free but we, to we, be able to do yeah. that. So yeah. Because it, the, there is sort of twelve months left on his contract. So mm. Do we we take eighty million now, or have another season with him, scoring another twenty twenty five goals in the Premier League? Do you fun. see Levy saying saying no to eighty million quid that we're not probably wouldn't even spend on the? Well, he did. He did that with Modric. Yeah. Mm. So maybe there is there is a world where mm. Daniel yeah. Levy says because Daniel Levy, um, Luka Modric was going to Chelsea. Then ended up going to. Did did we sell him or was it a free? We sold him for about like twenty million. Well, we, yeah, we did sell him, but not as much as. What you? Yeah, what? it was a free. I don't huh. think. I'll, I'll have to double check, mate. <laughs> Modric to Real Madrid. Flanders, what do you think? Is, is Kane staying at Spurs? I think he's gone. Um, not that I not necessarily think he deserves it. I think he probably needs a new challenge. <clears> he's <throat> kind of completed the game at Spurs with. Um, I feel like next season, whatever happens, will be transitional. And I don't think he's got enough time left to really sit for a transitional season at Tottenham. <clears throat> and um, if we get an offer, he can't refuse. I'll probably take it. So um, my thinking is that he'll probably go in the summer. Um, I'm not sure how Levy comes back from that because there's a lot of fans who have said if Levy lets Kane go, then they're done with him. But fans what? have said they're done with Spurs if they lose another game. So, hey... <laughs> What, what 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 can you do? Like in Daniel Levy's position, he's he's done everything he can, and I've got no time for Daniel Levy at all. But he has done everything he can to keep that bloke at this club for as long as humanly possible. If we get to a position after the end of a six-year contract that he should never have signed, um, then if we get to a position where this summer we sell him for 80 million it wouldn't be the end of the world but uh, actually what, what, what does the Tottenham look like without Harry Kane it's probably what we need in a, in a, in a, in a twisted way I was just going to say it's going to be really perverse if, if Kane leaves and we finally start winning things but the consequence of it maybe is, is because the Spurs need that reset they need to we need. To, I mean, it's crazy to think we, we need to win something without our greatest ever player. But why haven't we got it right with our greatest ever player? And we nearly did under Pochettino. And shit happens. It doesn't go your way. And that's life. Um, but Kane, Tottenham without Kane is just a, a proper rebirth. And that's when our supporters, as patient as we've been, we need to take a step back and think, you know what? It might take, that transitional period might take a season or two. Or, or even longer to get it right to build up properly. Yeah. How do you replace the great, the greatest player that the club has had? How do you do that? You, you can't. So you have to you have to play differently. You have to look towards other players to, to have to be more responsible. And the 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 positive out of that might be that these other players 
take accountability and responsibility in a way that perhaps it's a burden for one player to shoulder, you know, everything. Um, listen, man, Tottenham will, will always be here. They'll be here long after we're gone. Maybe there'll be, I don't know, a franchise in, in, in the MLS by the time I'm dead. But for now, they're in North London. We'll always have new superstars. That's the knack Tottenham have got, whether it's Berbatov and Modric, sure, you know, Ginola Klinsman, Kane. We've always son, we've always had these players. We somehow find them. They somehow they somehow come to our club, win fuck all and leave. Because we're a massive <sighs> so club. We we're massive. We, we can massive. always we can always find and scour Europe for players that should be playing for better clubs than they are currently. Son, Modric, Berbatov. Uh, all of them, all of them shouldn't have. Re- I mean, they were so much better than Spurs, and it's mm. hard to say. But we found those players, and we're now the football club that we weren't back then, which was a stepping stone for Manchester United or uh, Real Madrid or elsewhere. We're now on an even playing playing field, where we 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 can exist on that that you know that realm where we can bring Modric in and he can fulfil his dreams at Tottenham. Hope, hope, because this is the problem. Is it? even though we are, we are the way we are, and we're, we're the club that we are. That are we still just a stepping stone? I don't think we are anymore. Anyway, uh, we've got a question here from Cyril Winner T between Winks, Reguilon, and Dombele and Lacelso. Who is most likely to wear a Spurs shirt again? Reguilon, because of the issues in his position. What, I think we're um, if possible, we've got loads of. Sent- Sorry? If Pochettino took over, who 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 do you think he would like? Um, I just think we've got we're so strong in central midfield that unless he sells um, Basuma, then I don't see a way back for the other three. So it'd probably be Reguilon, just as just based on Sess and Perez just likely to be gone in the summer. Just uh, just you know logically, I think that's probably be the way we go. I think Reguilon would be a good left wing back. He's a bit. Certainly, his cover. He's a bit wasteful, but he can't be any worse than what we have. About you, speak. Yeah, I think Reg. I think Reg is raw as fuck, uh, but we're really quick to to kind of decide players are not good enough, and we, we, we've got history for doing that. We've done it with Danny Rose and, and Poch. Kind of a lot of those players in that team. It was because of Poch's management skills and coaching skills that you kind of sort of galvanised one or two players and changed the way they they, they, they worked into the players they became. Um, it'd be fucking hilarious if he brings back Gio. Yeah. Uh, because that, that prick that never looked like he wanted to be... I don't know what he was doing at Tottenham, actually, most of the time. Um, but, we, but this is the thing. We've got to move on, Matt. We've got to sell these players. It's mental that they're but, still on our books. But imagine, imagine if we don't have two. Imagine Pochettino comes in or another manager comes in and looks at him and goes, actually, I can get something out of these boys. <laughs> and Dombele and Lascelles, actually, they can play because they can fucking play. Mm. And, and if maybe Undombele, that... If Undombele has a redemption arc at Tottenham, I would be so happy. I oh, love man. him as a footballer so, so much. I don't see it happening in reality, but if he came back in our team and Bentecourt's not back till January next year, he just, he just, someone just gave him the key to the club and says, you know what? This is your team now. All team goes through you, and he was—he was just fucking amazing. I would love that so much. But he—he's he, he, everything we haven't got. Yeah, do you know what I mean? In terms of just something, uh, both of them are both outrageously are. different. Yeah, and it's just—it's mental that they were both bought for Poch, and then we we sacked Poch, and then both of them just—you know—we know what happened after that point. You know, they just did not fit into into Tottenham. Um, so for them to both come back would be surreal but it will break a lot of Spurs fans because they'll be like we literally haven't stepped forward from four years ago we've just gone back in time again but they're both and, good and, players that, 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 it kind of it sort of smacks of of that, like a, a talent loss and, and mm. we, could, we could have got so much more out of them than we did but and and, and, and we're talking about Pochettino coming because Ndombele and Lo Celso were were signings that were given to Pochettino to fix Tottenham and he you know for for multiple reasons couldn't do it at that time but it is what it is all right thank you very much Spooky and T
You're welcome. And uh, thank you. We'll be back later on this week with a Q and A podcast. But until then, come the Spurs. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.